0: If you wants to win, then simply put Booby in. Howdy, y'all! It's your old pal Davis and your old pal Chance. This is another mighty fine episode of Pod Fast and Pod Furious. We're coming to you live from the damn stands of Odessa Permian uh, Mojo High School. I'm I'm the the play by play man, and this, this here is my color commentating friend Chance. And we're just here to talk about Permian Panther football. Hey, Mojo, yes sir. They're going they're gonna win states they gonna tell you if coach Gaines doesn't win state he may as well pack his bags tomorrow I tell you if Garth Brooks doesn't bring back the Chris Gaines persona <laughs> <laughs> and record another another big budget uh, beautiful to country tune full LP then I'm simply going to give up on music. Giving up on music, giving up on movies, giving up on the country. Giving up on... I'm moving out of here. I'm packing my bags, and I'm headed for Maine. I'm going to find me a place where some real country living's done. Sometimes when I walk into my own home after my wife left me and took my daughter, I say, where's all the country girls at? And then then I hear in my head, you don't have to be lonely at FarmersOnly.com. But I can't figure out... How to get on there on my 56K modem through my America Online free trial disc. I mean, every time I do it, you know, I tend to go check it, and uh, I'll be online. And my damn daughter will pick up the phone line boot me off the internet. Boots you off the internet. You know, she she hears the screeching in the phone. I got one sounds of them. Sounds like, the, like a damn, like a witch in there. Sounds like a turkey once I'm slitting its throat for Thanksgiving dinner. Now, you and I went turkey hunting one, one mighty fine uh, fall day out in the wild lands of uh, Texas. We did. <laughs> the, Went out shooting you know, in the desert. Those famous tur- turkey infested wild lands of the Texas plains. They're everywhere. You can't cross the Texas plains without seeing a what, goddamn uh, turkey. What happened was when they started uh digging and and, and chopping up the dirt to find oil, uh, the turkeys were displaced and they all they all headed for for one sort of like a like a turkey Shangri-la, a turkey oasis. The turkey oasis is what we call it. And we go on out there with, uh, we use you bows and arrows if we can, you know. Bows and arrows. Like every once in a while I like to bring a little uh, rock shot, some shotguns, Just you know. some rock shot like uh, our, our friend Dick Cheney. Yep, just putting uh, some pebbles in there. Put some pebbles in there or, uh, hell, one time I brought my elephant gun and I shot that turkey so damn good I think he just disintegrated. <laughs> It was like that time that pitcher threw that baseball so fast it struck a bird and disintegrated. <laughs> that's right. Randy Randy the Rocket, the Big Machine Johnson for the Arizona Diamondbacks threw himself a 104-mile-per-hour fastball into a dove that just collided with it. And it, it, it basically was vaporized. Into that dove a, was on its way to a John Woo film. <laughs> right. It had flown off the set. And that's why you'll see in the credits of Paycheck, starring Ben Affleck, they don't have the credit at the end that says no animals was harmed at the the end of the, in the making of this film because that dove dove took a fastball right. They, they were on set and Aaron Eckhart had accidentally spooked it. He knocked over the dove cages. This dove just flew on. He's like, I'm gonna take a break. I'll be back, but I'm gonna right. fly on and go check right. out this ball game. And the only reason we really know about that is because uh, Chance and I here have, have written a biography of. Basically, just that one event, just when Randy, the big unit Johnson, exploded a damn dove with a with a baseball that he had hurled at 103 miles per hour. And the most amazing thing we learned, you and I, when we were interviewing Randy about that, is that he was aiming for that bird. He was. He was aiming for that goddamn bird. He was, well, he's, you know, pitchers are known for their accuracy. that's true. And Randy had seen that dove coming out of the corner of his peripherals. He said, everybody's going to get a laugh about this. They said they're going to be uh, they're going to put this on the sports center not top 10 and they're going to be they're going to be writing articles about me and ESPN the magazine Yep. and they one day they're going to look back on this and make a whole ESPN 30 for 30 about it and they actually are going to do that based on our biography and the fun wrote. the fun part is is that our biography actually is told from the point of view of that dove that's right well it's just a whole one whole chapter is just the life and dreams of that dove that was uh, decimated decimated. Well, I passed that one on to you, and you wrote it fully in bird speak, which I was really impressed by. Why don't you give us a taste of that chapter? Just to... You know, it uh, really just, it's it's more of like a montage. It's a lot of music, but there is one dynamic scene with some dialogue, and it's when the cage gets knocked over by Aaron Eckhart, <laughs> and Aaron Eckhart's freaking out. He's like, oh, these doves are everywhere, and you hear the doves. They that's because that's how doves talk they, they do it so loud though that it, it goes past human hearing so you can't hear it that well right. yeah the they have pitched bird whistle so we had to go and do the subtitles but uh i've interviewed several doves to make sure that it is all accurate dialogue spoken in, in dubian yeah and dubian is the Dovean name Dovean of the is what they told me the name at? language this well this was the scene for the 30 for 30 right yeah. and we had to get like a dramatic reenactment we couldn't mm-hmm. get aaron eckhart so we had to get a, sort of a look a look done on, on We the, got we got Clint Howard. We put a wig on him. <laughs> <laughs> so he <laughs> so be, we, we did get Clint Howard. <laughs> so he'll be playing the role of Aaron Eckhart. We found my 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 long lost estranged daughter that my wife took. I reached out to her and said, you know, honey, uh, could, do you think you could get onto the online, onto the America Online, and find somebody? And she reached out on Craigslist, and she she managed to find Clint Howard. So who, Clint Howard's just browsing Craigslist for roles. <laughs> I guess Craig's I guess Craig Ron and, uh, wasn't doing any movies this uh, year. He must have been between. Uh, well, he was doing that whale movie with the with the, the fella that plays Thor. Yeah, yeah, and that then, whale uh, movie. Between doing that and uh, that new Star Wars that came out, and. Yep on so, solo tail right so he couldn't cast Clint is what Clint was saying so we we threw a wig on that sucker with a yeah. little uh with a little stage glue and I'll tell you he made a better Aaron Eckhart than Aaron Eckhart would have I, I tell you we also had him play Randy Johnson we did but we, he had to put on stilts you know like a like sort of like a clown would do at the circus We went down Sherwin Williams bought mm-hmm. up some painter stilts br- br- got some stilts tied his feet to them suckers and he, and just, he had on he had on a long blonde wig for that. Yeah. Underneath a Diamondbacks. Cap. You never t- looked like two different people. Right. You, you really can't tell the range of this man. It's just truly extraordinary. And the fun, the other fun fact is, is that the dove playing the dove who got decimated is right. actually the grandson of that of dove. The real dove. Of yeah. the real dove. Amazing. You know. They, so they can. They'll, they'll be talking about that. They'll have, you know, sort of pop-up video or something maybe on this yep. 30 for 30 on the uh, on the VHS tape. I'll tell you, when we when do the premiere, out. there's going to be a lot of doves invited. Mm-hmm. There'll we, be a lot of doves at the We theater. might bring like a whole cage of doves and just let them go. And, They're going to stick around and watch that movie. Right. We sit up in the rafters. Hopefully there ain't no pitchers around. and throw <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baseball yeah, yeah. into them, you know what I'm saying? Don't need no other doves yeah. getting pitched on. Can't get no doves pitched on them. I don't even remember how the hell this uh, tangent about the doves started. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> Clint Howard playing Aaron Eckhart. Oh, right. Well, welcome everybody. We're doing uh, today our first ever movie starring, well, aside from the Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift, a first ever movie starring Lucas Black. Sean Boswell. And it's fitting because I believe in the Tokyo Drift episode we said he looked like a lost Manning brother. And yes. in this he's playing a high school, uh, you know, college caliber QB. Yeah. Playing like a little Eli. Playing like a little Eli. He's throwing some ducks like Eli. Yeah, exactly. He's throwing more like, uh I don't know, like Cooper. Does Cooper throw the ball? No, Cooper was a receiver. Wasn't he hurt? Who? Which one of them got injured and couldn't play anymore? Cooper. Cooper. But he was a wide receiver. Right, so he was throwing like Cooper then. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Throwing his leg out like Cooper. Um... Playing like Luke's... Peyton in his last season where he got benched. Right, yeah, where his <laughs> neck was all fucked up yes. and they had to bring in, like, Brock Osweiler <laughs> yeah. or whatever, yeah. Um, he's he's Mike Winchell. We're following the Permian Panthers, the 1988 Permian Panthers, coached by Gary Gaines, played by Billy Bob Thornton. This is based on the book by H.G. Bissinger. Oh, Bissinger. It, what was really fascinating is you had... Uh, movie that was based on a book and then the tv show was technically based on the movie I believe, yeah because peter berg produced it and directed the pilot yep. so he had that and then they were going to make a movie based on the tv show that was based on the movie that was based on the book and was then, it going to like wrap it up show where like coach t went or something I, I mean i guess but i feel like the series finale of friday night lights wrap is it like up one of, yeah one of the most perfect finales i can think of yeah i didn't need any more right but now they're doing another movie a different adaptation of the book. What? They announced this a couple months ago and like I think David Gordon Green was attached to direct. I mean that's cool. Which, I yeah, love me some fine, David Gordon Green. Yeah. It's just like I don't know. I, I honestly I feel like this movie tells the story pretty well. Yeah, like I mean, how how else do you interpret not this much, book? They, uh, there's not much you can add to it. I mean the one thing I'll say in comparison to the T V show, this is very, very masculine. Like yeah. you, you mentioned that at the end, like Connie Britton has no lines. zero lines. Like Talks the, about fucking igloos. Yeah, she wants. She's begging to move to Alaska. She's so sick of football. Yep, and Texas. Um, but yeah, the the female element to this film is there's certainly no. Yeah, I mean, there's but like, it, it, it's it's really the story. The focus is like
1: on the boys like, toxic
0: masculinity like yeah. what masculinity is what it'll drive right? people to do like booby miles is just like a prime example a tragic of those, like, character yeah but i mean even Achilles. you get uh you get amber Heard's uh, acting debut and yeah. she's in it for three minutes and she's topless shows some side boob and yeah. then tim mcgraw beats the shit out of his son basically <laughs> <laughs> right uh garrett headland yeah, trying to Tron plow, boy meets Amber Heard at, at, at a party, and yep. he's trying to plow her, and then Tim McGraw's not having it. Hold on, I was going to bring up this uh, DGG news. Tim McGraw's hanging out in his boxers with a little boner. Yes. His nearly bald head. He's in final negotiations. Since the show ended, Universal has thrown around the high idea of returning to the Texas city of Odessa, considering both a sequel to the Thornton film and a feature film based on the Chandler character. The studio finally decided to pursue a story with a completely different setting and cast of characters while still focused on the world of high school in Texas. Yeah, I mean, it's... Look, I would love for more Coach T, but Coach T's story was told. Yeah. Like, there's nothing more to tell there. Um, if it's going to have any yeah, connection, this, then just at I, least... It's, it's not going to, no. Nah, they said damn. different... different, Even the different settings. So I don't even know if they're going to do Permian. It's just going to be a Texas football, it's football movie. Football, Yeah. Well, I'm you know what I'm fine with it whatever hey, I'll t- I'll take I'll take, I'll take some... all the David Gordon Green I can get. Yeah, especially a nice little football flick. Yeah. Cuz I do enjoy the like dynamic of like football is life in these small Texas towns. Yeah, yeah, it's And um, they destroy these children. Yeah. It's it's religion. Yeah. I mean to the point where at the end both teams during the the final game are praying and it's cross-cutting both of them praying yep. at this football game. Yeah. And beating the shit out of each other. And there's a, a player literally named Christian. Yeah. Hey, gotta have a good Christian <laughs> they, they on the team. They call Preacher Man. So, okay, who are our main characters? We got our boy Lucas Black. Yep. Bama Boy himself as Mike Winchell. The, the Q, real Boz. QB1. And he's very, if we were to compare this to the show, he's very Saracen-like. Yeah, very much Saracen. There's no, like, Jason Street counterpart. Although I did notice during one of the, like, the first game... There's a guy in a wheelchair, and he's yeah. got, like, a tube in his neck, and he's like... He could have been the QB1 last season. Yeah, maybe, maybe Jason Street got fucked up, and now we got Saracen. Yep. And but he's uh, even kind of got, like, a... It's his mom, right? It's Not his mom, yeah, and he's, like, at one point, like, calling, I guess, his brother. He's uh, like, yeah, it's your mom, it's mom too. too. so his older brother is... Yeah, just off, like, fuck it, she's... You take care of her. Right. And she's, she's, uh... She's dead set on getting him into a college. Yep. She to doesn't the, give a shit where. Right, to the point where these guys come from, like what was it like kansas wesleyan or some shit and she was like if you're offering we're taking it yeah we'll we'll sign a letter of intent right now any shit school d3 i don't care yeah it's uh and you know i understand where she's coming from she just wants her kid to get an education right i mean and if football is gonna pay it then by god right mcgraw's character has that scene where he's like it's very sad like this is all they have. like where he's chugging chocolate milk in the kitchen right for his hangover yeah billingsley boys they love their milk um specifically chocolate milk yeah but it's like it i think it it, it's sort of similar like okay the 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 country and then like or like the inner city it's like to get out you know you gotta play ball or yeah and hope to get like a d1 scholarship and then hope to get to the nfl it's like that cliche you always hear you either gotta be a rapper or a ball player yeah, pretty but much. Here, you know, it's a football player. Yeah, that's the <laughs> right? only ball. That's it. That's that's your only option to get out of this town. Like when Booby's injured and he's sitting there and he's watching the fucking garbage man and he's like, "That's gonna be me one yep. day because I can't cut, I can't run, can't run. My leg, my knee loose." Right. And uh, yeah, like Tim McGraw's character is going on about. It. He's like, you know, I'll be damned if you don't make the memories because after this, it's over. It's like life ends once you yeah. graduate high school. Like. And you see it like uh, it's almost like a secret code cuz everybody's got their state rings and so yep. you can tell who played football cuz you got like the ponytail Mr. Ponytail Man Mr. Ponytail with uh, his baby Yeah the the cop is like a sheriff guy he had one And he even he, said he like the the ponytail guy he was like well you make sure you make memories this year cuz after this it's all you got is babies and memories Right you got you're going to turn into me with my fat wife and my my hideous troll-like baby <laughs> He was just like yelling at to give him the camera I know that's it's her almost her woman, like Joker yeah. with the mirror. He's like, Mirror! <laughs> um, so, yeah, so, right. so, we got. You got Mike Winchell, QB1. Yep. You got Booby Miles, Derek Luke, Antoine Fisher himself. Yep, our RB. He's a. Uh, he's a. Uh, Star his, running back. He's like Smash Williams from the television show. Yep. He's a cocky, loudmouth, God given talent. Uh, he loves Public Enemy. You can tell he's a bad boy because he. Shows up blasting Public Enemy. There's like three Public Enemy songs on the soundtrack. Yep, wears a lot of gold chains. He's got a Public Enemy jacket. He does. And a towel that says Terminator X. Yeah. But this man's all around. about Public Enemy. Good he lord. Lives yeah, he lives for it. Yeah, he lives for it. He's got a cool uncle, LV. Yeah, that guy fucking ruled, dude. Riding around in the booby mobile. There's a couple sad scenes in here, but the saddest of the booby mobile. The saddest scene is the fucking end when it says LV died, dude. Yeah, 98, man. He's on like 56. Yeah, poor LV. He was a damn good uncle. Uh, so you got those two. You got Billingsley. He's our, yeah. our sort of Tim Riggins. Tron boy Garrett Headland. I'd like to think of him as Four Brothers star Garrett Headland. Yeah, also Four Brothers. Which we boy. will be watching Four Brothers. Yep. I believe around Christmas time. So we get more Headland. Yeah, more Headland. Some Tyrese. some Mack. Uh, Mikey Mack. That's all this film was missing. Was oh man, who would, who would Marky Mark have played? Who would Marky have played? He probably would have. Uh, he probably would have tried to shave and get into that game. I can see yeah. him. I could have seen him having a role where he shows up and he's actually uh, Boswell's brother comes to help oh, take yeah. care of the mom. Hey, hey, Sean. Uh, Hold on. What's his name? Mike. Mike. Hey, Mikey. Hey, what are you doing? You're not taking care of Ma. What are you? You're not feeding her your, her, her porridge. <laughs> she wants to go to freaking Kansas Wesleyan. Why aren't you doing it? You gotta get an education. You gotta get an education, Mikey. And it all turns out he's actually a teacher, and it ties into the happening. Oh, hey, Mikey. I just got a a job teaching science in Philadelphia. My best friend looks like, uh, you know, that Luigi guy from the Mario movie. (laughs) You know, you seen the Mario movie? You seen the Mario movie? Hey, Mikey, did you run those gooks out of town? (laughs) (laughs) Marky Mark, probably very sad that John McCain died. Yeah, absolutely. uh, He's got like a shrine set up to him, burning incense. Yep. Praying. Yeah. Praying to Maverick and Kyle. Um... Fuck. Who else? Okay, so we got the Christian Ivory guy. Yeah, he's like a a big silent black man. Yeah, um, sort of a cliche character type where he he doesn't speak the whole movie, and then of course he gives his one big rousing. It's like Silent Bob, really. Pretty <laughs> much. Silent yeah. Bob doesn't talk. I think he's got a cut. He says sup. He says coach. Yeah. Is he the one who's talking on the sidelines during the final game? And he's like, they're fast. They're strong. Yeah, yeah, they're that coach. was there They're fast. He's like, you said that already. Yeah. Um, and then you got uh, Jay Hernandez is Chavez. Chavez, Chavo? yeah. He's, like, barely a character. I don't even know yeah, why. and he's... he's a captain on the right, team. Right, yeah, like, why'd you cast a, a face and a name in that role when he doesn't really do jack shit? Because Peter Berg could. Oh, uh, I guess. The, uh, the dude, Christian, he reminded me of the big silent black dude from the game plan last week. Oh, yeah, the guy who's crying during the yeah. ballet scenes. Yep. Yeah. I could see Christian doing that. Yeah. Um... And then uh, it's basically a story about them playing football, and that's that, that's pretty much the whole movie. Playing Smash Ball. All right, see you guys next week. <laughs> yeah, all right, that was a good one. Um, this thing fucking moves, I gotta say. It does. Like, this has been the, the fastest-paced movie we've watched in yeah. a while. There really isn't, like, a slow, a low, boring middle like yeah. everything else we've watched. I mean, it's, watched. it's episodic, Yeah. plus Berg just keeps it moving because he's kind of got that, like, that you're in the shit direct cinema style yeah it's like uh, like I mentioned to you he's sort of Michael Mann's protege yeah you're getting these like snap zooms yeah, and shit yeah like and... uh, this was before the kingdom okay but uh, Michael Mann produced the kingdom dude the kingdom fucking owns. the kingdom does rock yeah um I was thinking about the kingdom earlier cause sometimes I refer to my car in my head as the green beast oh uh, okay and I realized I got that from the kingdom because yeah. he's talking to the Arabian guy and he refers to the Hulk as the green beast the green beast <laughs> Uh, and then this ties into another Hulk reference with Tokyo Drift.
1: The Hulk The Hulk, Hulk car, yeah. yeah.
0: That's what this movie was missing was some drifting scenes. It really, you know, Boswell, after, like, losing that one game and he was crying. Right, he should have just gone out and rage drifted. Dude, just drifted through the plains of Odessa. <laughs> right around the fucking oil derricks. Yeah. Little, what do you call it? Those are derricks. Yeah, no, the derricks are the tall ones, right? What's, what's the oh, things are? that... I thought those were the though. oil Derricks. Uh, fucking know. What do I look like, an uh, oil man? Yeah, I'm not a big oil guy. We should call him Honeydew. I wonder if he knows any oil men. He, I mean, he might, but he might <laughs> just go on about gators. Because, I mean, <laughs> let me tell you, McGraw was rocking some great gator yes, skin. Yes, sir, dogs. I did indeed see them. Hello, Jeremiah Honeydew here. During that one scene with my good friend Tim McGraw, country music superstar, with a tiny face like Cotton Hill from King of the Hill, <laughs> with, wearing some beautiful gator skin boots, Boots so strong you could kick out a window with them. Yes, sir. It made me want to get a pair of gator-skin boots. Oh, let me tell you. I made myself a pair of gator-skin boots. Hunting me down. One of them super crocs, super gators. <laughs> <mute, laughs> mutated by the ooze that was dumped into the swamp by the, the Fortune 500 companies. That are putting my fishermen, my local fishermen out of business. My crawdad fishermen. Them crawdaddies. Them crawdad fishermen put about business by the Fortune 500 companies. That are dumping toxic waste into the swamp. You take the Gators that are hunted with a six shooter. Now I saw in the IMDB trivia that it was uh it was actually those boots were supplied by you that you had handmade those. Yes sir, that's right. Honeydew Incorporated. We provide only the finest Gator skin boots and gator skin jackets and gator skin condoms to Hollywood Productions and theatrical productions. Now, could you make a gator skin cowboy hat? Absolutely. I'm wearing one right now. Oh, shit. I didn't notice. You didn't notice this fine gator skin? I thought it might be uh, snake skin. I even polished it up for you. Oh, shit. You know how you can tell the difference between gator skin and snake skin? How? Touch it. Oh, shit. You see how prickly that is? That is is some tough skin. Prickly like the back of a gator. You ever try to wrestle a gator? I haven't. I can't say I have. Yeah, me neither, because I don't want to mess up my beautiful purple sequin suit. Does have some beautiful sequins Bespoke on it. Bespoke with gator lapels. Was was the girl from? Was the girl from the game plan out here with her bedazzler? Just... She she bedazzled down the side of my gator lapels. Oh man, it looks beautiful. It's beautiful work. <laughs> Let me regale you with the tail of the outfit I got on right now. Please I got do. On a I got a full gator skin cowboy hat. I've never actually seen a gator skin button-up <coughs> shirt underneath, but, I mean, by God, there that's, it is. That's what I got. Well, I just got a plain white tee that I bought at, at, at Ross Dress for Less. Yeah, always got to. Yeah, I skimp on the tees because I had to go all in on the gator button-up. <laughs> the buttons are made of pure ivory that I had shipped from Africa. Oh, shit, you got mm-hmm. the Africa Connect. Yeah, I got the African ivory buttons. <laughs> beautiful and then above the gator skin button i have a beautiful purple sequined uh overcoat with gator lapels you really look like the hugh hefner of the south i got a gator skin pocket protector (laughs) and this right here is a little rose that i I grew in my garden now could you uh is it possible you didn't ask me about the pants oh i'm sorry what kind of pants are these Crocodile skin. Straight cock crocodile. I had I could have guessed. No, wait, look, you know the difference between crocodile skin and gator skin. No, what's the The Gator skin, the what do you call that? The uh in like the grain goes up and down. Okay. And the crocodile skin goes left and right. Oh shit, okay. Okay. And what about my boots? Yeah. <laughs> yeah the boots. Is that what you said? Them <laughs> are gator skin. Those I know are gator skin. No, that's bear fur. <laughs> oh bear fur oh shit they are. It's like... Uh... It's almost like a new spin on the, uh, the, the, uh, those fucking Uggs. Yeah, except you didn't ask me what kind of bear. What kind of bear? Panda. Panda? panda. Yeah, yes, sir. It's a panda bear, so that's panda. why there's some white and some black on that's, it. Yep, exactly. B- made it dressed up to look like Adidas. <laughs> okay. It's beautiful. So, let me give you the one over. Gator skin cowboy hat. Yep. B- purple. Overcoat sequined with gator lapels. It's beautiful. It's stunning, actually. <laughs> Crocodile skin pants. <laughs> <laughs> that go left to right. Adidas-style shoes made from the fur of, oh, panda bear. of an endangered panda bear family. Yeah, from a chi- whole family. From, yep, yeah, from China. It takes a whole family to make well, boots. Yeah, well, you see, one shoe was the father, the other shoe was the mama, Okay. and the tongues was made from the babies. Oh, perfect. Yeah. To leave no piece of the bear unspent, exactly. and then of course I have my white uh, plain tea from Ross Dress for Less. Right. And now where where the where'd the bolo tie come from? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> now, now this this jewel inside the bolo tie was actually given to me by a Choctaw tall Indian friend of oh, mine. Oh, okay, yeah. So a real red man, Fat Crow, Fat Crow. His name was Fat Crow, and. uh... He, he and I met, his family was displaced by the trail of tears by my good friend Andrew Jackson. Uh-huh. And, uh, Heard about him. It, when I say good friend, he was a dear family friend. Not a friend of mine. I, of course, never right. met Andrew Jackson. You weren't we were alive. Long, long dead. A but of, your families are still close. That's right. And I do own one of Andrew Jackson's hickory canes that sits on my mantle above my fire. That is amazing. It's truly amazing. Yes, sir. And we we thinking about uh, auctioning it off. Why? Are you hurting for the money? Or? I would... Well, yeah, like I said, the Fortune 500 companies are coming down here. Put spilling, my, their put, spilling their goop. Spilling their goop. Put my crawdad fisherman out of business. That's, man, your uh, you're, you're seafood restaurants must be really hurting. Yeah, that's right. Honeydew's, uh, I was going to say, hun- well, Honeydew's Haberdasheries. <laughs> Haberdasheries, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's part restaurant and then part, uh, on the other side, it's a clothing store. Right, the gator. Right. Yeah, that's The gator line. Exactly, the gator line. It's not me from actual gator. Don't tell nobody that. But That'd be too expensive. Exactly. Yeah, it's kind of like Trump. You know, all of his those, hats are made in China. I can't sell no $7,000 gator cowboy hats yeah. in my haberdashery. He's not going to be selling many of those. Not, no, sir. I think you've seen the, the trailer, the gutter trash that comes in there. Uh, you do have a lot. Yeah. Unfortunately, we can't just kick them out. We can't you know feed them to the gators like we used to yeah back in the day that's how you kept the homeless off the streets exactly we round them up in a wagon in a hay wagon threw them in the swamp threw them in the swamp and we let the gators have at them and is it you would tie like raw meat to them tie, like a like a belt to raw meat a, a belt sometimes if they were smaller and we could afford it we would make a whole suit out of, out of meat yeah. Just raw meat so that's what you do with the children. Typically, putting meat suits on them. Yep, yeah, the homeless children or the children that we, we find in the crack dens that we don't know what to do with them. That's that's just cleaning up the neighborhood to riot raise the property values. Yeah, of course. That way yeah. the Fortune five hundred companies can't come in and buy up the land. Yeah. It's worth more if there's no homeless. Exactly. Man, you're the first person I ever met to truly get this idea. I, I think, you yeah. know, I think it makes a lot of sense. A, a lot of the people I've met around these parts, I've had, a, had to sort of threaten or strong arm to, to get them into the nah. the homeless gator murder business. <laughs> well, it's those damn leftist liberals, it's you a, know. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, you, you are whew, the leftist liberals who who uh, loosen the 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 shoelaces around the the feet of the Fortune 500 companies. I'd Let him like, run rampant. I tell you, this whole this whole election, this past election, yes sir. it really feels like the leftist liberals have tied oh. our shoelaces together Don't and are just start, trying me. to watch us trip over our own two damn feet. Don't get me started on leftist liberal. You know, I'd like to I like to refer to myself. The, the left like to refer to themselves as woke. I like to refer to myself as alt woke. Alt woke. Alt woke. I like the way I like to cut of your Jill Hey, y'all. what can I say? Yes. Alt woke. Alt woke. We gonna get it. Get it trending anymore. the hashtags y'all hashtagging it. I'm a hashtag alt woke. You'll have to put that on t shirt. I I'll sell it my haberdashery. <laughs> hey, there we go. That's Maybe haber- we can get the words done in gator skin. It, I exact I love that the idea of sequin gator skin hashtag alt woke alt woke. Gotta come, I gotta come down to Louisiana. Spend some and time around the shop, the we haberdashery. Could, we could possibly save some money by uh, putting those decals on plain white tees that I purchased it, on mass in bulk from Raw Stressfulers. Exactly. What? Reminds you in the same spot, Honeydew. Man, you. What's your name, sir? My name is Chance. Your name is Ch- Chance. Yeah. what? Chance Minner. Chance Chance Minners. Yeah. Chance Minners. Chance Minners. Nice to meet yeah. you, sir. I'm one of the. I'm one of the the, the co-hosts of this my, podcast ex- that you come on. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, excuse me, my palm feels a bit sweaty. That's actually. Yeah, uh, you had some balmy palms. Well, that that's from the gator. That's from the gator. The, well, see, I left a little pocket. I can slide my hand in uh, okay. the crevice underneath the gator skin. I can feel the inside. It's just a bit of like a calming technique when I'm feeling a little anxious when I meet new people. So it's like making balls with your toes or fists with your feet when uh, you're getting on planes. I ain't never been on airplane. Oh, uh, yeah, you don't believe in that shit. Yeah, scene. no, sir, no, sir. I travel everywhere by riverboat. I got a, a riverboat casino that I own. Oh, yeah? Yeah, honey. i have to come out on that. Uh, Honeydews Casinos. Now I can get down on that. You got the honeys out there? Honeys and honey dudes ho, <laughs> yeah. oh, got him. We see nothing but. So you got some some good looking daughters, huh? That's. Hey, hang on now. Oh, no, I'm not. I mean, I'm just. Now, I don't like the cut of that jean. You seem like a man with some great jeans. Mm, It'd be strong, a damn shame to not spread them on. My daughters all look exactly like me. Oh, f- <laughs> they must be stunning. Absolutely. Eyes like dazzling and diamonds. They're gator prom dresses. Take a look close in them eyes. You see what color they are? Yeah, they're like a weird milky gray. A weird milky gray with with bright yellow pupils. Yeah, like a gator. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) That's sort of a metaphorical because I've murdered so many that I feel like I've taken their souls and I I got these special contacts made out of... Oh, those are just contacts? Those (laughs) aren't your real eyes? (laughs) That's a shame. I really hope they were your real eyes. I thought maybe you had some, like, ties, some, like, shaman ties to the gators. Oh, I I, I haven't met, I, I, I have met them, but I've seen some shamans creeping around this here bayou. Or I was hoping maybe you were, like, a sorcerer who took the souls of the gators, like <laughs> Shang Tsung from Mortal Kombat. Well, I have to get into contact with some of them shamans and see if they can do that. <laughs> see if they can bottle up some, some gator souls. Bottle up some gator souls for me. I mean, you could sell that, like, an energy drink at your haberdashery. Gator souls. <laughs> You are an ideas man, sir. I'm going to have to bring you in. You need to bring me down and help the <laughs> you business. You're going to work in R&D down at Honeydew yeah, Enterprises. I'm going to quit this podcast. I'm going to leave it. Dave's going to have to replace me, yeah. and I'll just come down and get down on the, the Honeydew Enterprises. You're an ideas man. We're going to have you. what of my various businesses, I got uh, 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 Honeydew's casinos that we run out of a river boat that travels all the way from the Louisiana, uh, Mississippi Delta, all the way down to Panama, through the canal Perfect. and back. Uh, I got uh, Honeydew's Haberdashery. We're going we're gonna to look into turning that into a chain. Yeah. Uh, you know, if we can uh, 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 grease the palms of the Fortune 500s. I can see one working well and, in, like, Arizona. And the banks. Or Florida. like that, yes, uh, out in God's green country. And then we also got the crawdad fishermen who are, are failing at the moment. They Yeah, uh, yeah, they're hard up. Right, they're hard up for cash. But that's not their fault. No, it's the fall of the Fortune 500s that are dumping there. You know, they just toxic goop. If Trump would just hurry up and drain the swamp, we'd have would, we'd have nothing but gators left. Right? You drain that swamp, you get that toxic goop out of there, and you know, gators are fucking free picking at that point. They got no no right. swamp to hide in. And then we we're just gonna be collecting gator souls from here on out. Gator souls, gator pelts. God damn, boy. It's- you could you could turn, you could take like a gator dick and sell it like a, uh, like a rabbit's foot, like a lucky rabbit's foot. That's Like a, a lucky rabbit or gator dick. Son, you don't know much about gator physiology, do you? I mean, gators got dicks, right? Gator got a cloaca. A what? A gator got a cloaca. What the fuck is that? That's a, they rub their cloacas together and make little baby gators does it make a noise lay the gator eggs in my in the basement of my riverboat casino i'm picturing like a clicking sound while they're mating that's exactly that's the cloacas that's slapping together somewhere when i'm creeping out in the bayou hunting for the gators i can't tell if it's gator cloacas rubbing together if it's a shaman doing some sort of mystical spell could be both I'm gonna have to keep an eye out for these shamans. We'll, we'll I'll get back to you on that. Yeah, got to We gotta send some scouts out for the shamans. Send some shaman scouts out. Yep. Well, maybe I'll pull a couple crawdad fishermen off the line since <laughs> they're such a failing Give business. Give them a new job. Yeah, R- retrain them. Yeah, you're, d- you're pulling a really, like, Trump way of just, like, bringing the jobs back, keeping them here in America, yeah. you know. Well, that is a, a hero of mine. So. Donald Trump, I mean, I-, I assumed. Yeah, number one businessman in American history, Let's i got to say. Let's Make a Deal, or whatever his book was called. Let's Make a Deal, great television the show. art of the deal. I'm constantly watching reruns of Let's Make a Deal on my <laughs> Some Shark Tank. Yeah, in my house with my gator skin-lined walls. But don't you ever get pissed off with skin that... rugs. ...the leftist liberal side with Mark Cuban and Shark Tank? Mm, Mark Cuban, that loony leftist liberal, constantly siding against the, uh, Monty Hall on Let's Make a Deal. That son of a bitch. I had to say, I tuned out of Let's Make a Deal when that Brain Weighty fellow took over. Oh, man, I don't like Brain Weighty. I, I don't much like him either. He's... he. Too much of a delightful little goofball. Yeah, I guess that's one up way to there, put it. Up there singing and dancing. I thought you were going to say something similar to the the girl at the booster meeting, uh, the booster dinner in Friday Night Lights. I don't know what the hell you talking about, boy. I'm not going to repeat what she said. Well, I, like I said, I don't know what the hell you talking about. I ain't never seen no movie in my life. Wow, No no movies down there. Never seen a movie, never been on a plane, but I have watched over 400 hours of Let's Make a Deal. Well, when I come down to do some R&D with you, we'll we'll watch some movies. We'll set it up, you bring me a couple, and I'll, I'll check them out. Yeah. They got any about gators? Yeah, there's a movie about a man who's named Crocodile. There's a man named Crocodile? I mean, yeah, his first name's Crocodile, his last name's Dundee. He's from Australia, they got a lot of them there. Down under sounds like my mortal enemy. I'm the the man of a million gator souls, and he's a he is a he's crocodile. Named after a crocodile. He's a his skin even looks like a crocodile. It's bring very me, leathery. I'm gonna have to have one of my crawdad fishermen retrained to bring me this crocodile enemy. He bring his head on a silver platter. I'd All like right. to see that. Chance. It's been nice to meet you, but honeydew out. Yeah, been my pleasure. <laughs> yeah, he just. Walked into the distance, firing six guns. Yeah, in the air. fired bullets into my he's ceiling. Dueling pistols, wow. That you really gotta stop letting that guy come around. Do you wanna tell him to stop? Uh, no, he's terrifying! Yeah, I'm not gonna get in his way. Next he... time he talks about his outfit, it'll be a fucking <coughs> chance suit. Right. I mean, he came walking in, and I saw his milky gator eyes <laughs> staring me down. I couldn't make eye contact. I mean, this this is, is terrifying. Yeah, this is not a guy I can tell to get out of here. Yeah, just get. Go, go get, go get, don't get! Now I'm starting to sound like it. Yeah, abuse. I mean it's it's tough. It's a very catchy, very catchy voice. Yeah, them them Louisianians, the Louisianians, the Bama boys. How you feel about Bama boy in this film, Mike Winchell. I uh I think that Lucas Black like turns in a hell of a performance. Yeah, it's a really good performance. He, he crushes the, it. Yeah. so does Garrett Hedlund. I think the big issue with Tokyo Drift is they made him talk. Yeah,
1: pretty much. <laughs> so,
0: yeah, Black is very. He good can emote. Yeah, yeah, the scene. Um, With Coach is really good where, uh... talking about curses? No, no, no. When he's talking about, uh, like, what's he say? My mom's not... I couldn't tell if he said my mom's not right or my mind's not right. My mind's not right. Okay, yeah. Yeah, when he's in the bedroom. Yeah. Yeah, that was a really good scene. Right. Um, I get the sense that, uh, he suffered from depression and didn't know how to articulate it well yeah i mean he's a 17 year old who's taking care of his like loony ass mom right and then he's also got the pressure of being like an a-list celebrity yeah like he's getting people yeah. are asking to get pictures with him and he's yeah. a fucking 17 year old trying he's to eat a Cloney, burger. Yeah. yeah well that's the like, one point food too yeah exactly just a massive bag full well at one point the guy asked he's like do you feel seventeen? and he was like no it's when they were shooting rocks they're just blasting rocks out like a the, like a not a quarry but like a just wide open just a wide open fucking Texas yeah. field. They're just picking up rocks, chucking them in the air, and shooting just them with a shotgun. Them right with a shotgun, seems like a fun pastime. Honestly, I feel like I could have had a lot of fun back then. In 1988, Texas? Yeah, Obesa. if I would have been 17 in 88 instead of negative 1. Right, if you were on the football team, you'd get rolled around drunk. They probably wouldn't care. Yeah, I would have been like that fat boy that was riding bench the whole time. The kid who looked like he was actually in high school. Yeah, he looked like straight out of like freshman yeah. team. And uh, yeah, just be drunk, puking on the bench. Going to the parties where they sloppily pour beer into the bongs. Yeah, and girls are just like, prove you ain't gay. Bang me in the bathroom. Yeah, which we never see her again. She's like, no. she asks him like six times why he doesn't have a girlfriend. Right? Poor Lucas Black is like, I don't know, I don't. She's like, What are you gay? And he was like, No. She's like, Prove it. And then they, they immediately jump away from the sex scene because and he's buttoning his pants. He's up. He's buttoning his pants up, and we see her. Hoo-ha-ha. Yeah, first pussy shot of the film. I did want to see more of uh, uh, of Mike and uh, Ivory as like a like a duo. Yeah. They seem kind of fun. Like he's yep. like, "Hey, you want to go to this party?" and Ivory's just kind of like, "Yeah, okay." I'm like sure. He gave like a little smile. Like, neither of them talk very much. I feel like they probably kind of got along a lot. I bet like I bet they're I bet Christian went on, on the to bus smash somebody at that party. Oh yeah, absolutely. dude. he? was probably But yeah, they were definitely the kids who like rode the bus together yeah. like Yeah. Like Christian decided to join up for football because he was playing. You know, like they oh, decided to go, oh, play go play together. To play together. Yeah, okay. Um I don't I don't remember what I was going to ask. My brain just scrambled itself. It just... Sometimes like it's got to... It's, melt, it's melting out of my ears. Sometimes it's got to be kind and rewind. Be kind, rewind, most deaf. Yeah, I don't know. There's not, like, a lot to unpack in this movie, because it really is just... The plot is just... Well, it's about these kids who play high school football, but are, like, considered fucking, like, legends in their right, town. And, gods. like, all the pressure of, like the politics and the community and all the issues in that town all sit on these 17, 16-year-old shoulders. Right. Peter Berg has often gotten a bad rap as a director as, like, sort of a neocon, as in a neoconservative, like, yeah. his politics. But I think he's a guy who, like, sort of understands these, like, masculine codes and, yeah, and these, things like toxic masculinity. that. toxic like, like, yeah, you can tell he understands that, like, a lot of this shit is toxic and that like these kids like livelihoods and they Well even how he shoots being... everything with Booby, who's like right. demanding oh, the... to play and the doctor's like your ACL is torn Right. And then if you look at some of his movies further they're typically about like not American exceptionalism but like Americans who believe themselves to, to be, be exceptional and like overshoot. Yep. I mean you think about like The Kingdom. Yeah. Lone Survivor, Marcus yeah. Luttrell. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Deepwater Horizon. Yeah. The only one I haven't seen is Patriots Day, but I, that seemed like almost like it was some Blue Lives Matter propaganda. But I don't know. Uh, Which hey. was Patriots Day? Hey guys, we got to stop the Boston Marky Marathon. Mar- bombing oh, yeah, the Boston Marathon bombing. Hey, Joe Kazanev showed up with a pressure cooker and blew up some legs off of Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Did you see that one? Stronger. That was pretty good. No, I didn't see David stronger. Gordon Green again. Okay. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm not big on like the uh, the. How do you feel about the free Jafar movement? The what? Zokar Zarnayev. What are you talking about? The Boston bomber guy. They want to free him. There are people who said, uh, "Yeah, he should have been free because he was hot." Oh, God. That's with a lot of these fucking... <laughs> that's with a lot of these serial killers. I don't understand. Sorry, sorry. what were you going to say before I rudely interrupted you about the hotness of Dzhokhar Zarnayev? Uh, I don't know now. I'm just like, I fucking hate people. Um, No, like these movies that are about, like, uh, bad shit like that, like terrorist attacks and, like, like I don't know. N- never seen American Sniper. Don't plan on it. I've seen the the bad baby scene. Oh, with the the like a robot baby or whatever. No, right? it's just a, it's a uh, baby doll, and you yeah, can and see him like moving a baby, it yeah. with his thumb. Oh, ah, wow. Well. Um, no, like I don't know. It's like I would never watch like a nine eleven movie. I would never watch that Boston Marathon bombing. Movie. You didn't see Paul Greengrass's United ninety three. No. Yeah, there's there's not much. Uh, I don't really get the point in sensationalizing it and dra- dramatizing it. It's yeah, like, like old war movies, like like, like Saving Private Ryan, Fury. Like, to be more, like, recent. But, like, yeah, I'll fuck with those. But, like, they're about, like, points in history where shit was pretty wild throughout the entire world. It wasn't just, like, oh, let's make America feel good movies. You
1: right. know what I mean? Like, that's why I see, t- like, a
0: lot of these, like, 9-11 movies are. And, do you th- like, I almost wonder, like, maybe if the 9-11 shit, and when they make movies like that, it's to, it's to like to try and find catharsis sorry there's like a weird cricket thing jumped around um i don't know maybe it's sort of like to process grief a little bit is why they make them maybe but i don't know aren't we just kind of see here's the thing i don't think that it is to process grief i think it's to make money off of the grief right that's that's where i think my issue is yeah. yeah like it's oh there was this very heinous thing that happened People are upset and sad about it. If we make a movie about it, people will pay to see it. That's a fucking. I think that's a spricket. A spricket. Yeah. Uh, he's jumping around like a crazy man. You never dealt with a spricket? No, sir. It's a spider cricket. Oh, I don't like him. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see if I can be quick enough. Ah! All right, whatever. Fuck him. think uh, he's down in a corner now. Um. They'll bite though. They're motherfuckers. Oh shit! Fuck that. I'm getting out of here. We're cutting this one short. Cut this one short. There's freaking on the loose. Where's, we got to go. Where's Randy Johnson when you need him? Just <laughs> blast this fucker with a baseball. Yes. Um Oh fuck, we were talking 911 or something, processing grief. Just yeah, these movies that are like based on like trauma and shit, like I don't know. Yeah. I don't I don't fuck with them. And then they like the lone survivor and that sort of thing. It's like they make them to uh they make you. They make you feel like you can be the one good guy during the war. I yeah. Guess. Like, oh man, I, I. Well, Marks like, Blue Trail is a man to look up to. Yeah, it's like no, or fifteen, no, seventeen to Paris. See, I still need to. I do want to see that. though. <laughs> that one's wild. Just dude. yeah, just because yeah. of all the th- shit you said about it. Um, but no, it's a uh, like this one of the stupidest fucking things I've ever heard in my life is after American Sniper came out, like people signing up for the military like skyrocketed. Yeah. It's like, you guys are fucking idiots. Like that. Fuck you. <laughs> that's, that's what I got to say. Y'all are fucking dumbasses. I'll have to rewatch American Sniper because I remember there being a little bit of like... We heard on voodoo, don't we? I think so, yeah. I, I, I just think like Clint Eastwood's style, he's sort of detached, and it's like... I don't think he tries to force you to think things as much as people think he does oh no i don't think clint eastwood puts that much thought into any of his movies oh i think he does he's i think he's a smart director well okay in like yeah making the movie but in like manipulating the audience's emotions and stuff i don't i don't think there's anything beneath like the base level of what you get with his films like i think he's sort of he's there's not as much like moral judgment as you would think yeah but I mean, it's, uh, it's a man I'm, who talks I'm, to a chair. What I'm trying to say is, like American Sniper, I don't think it's like a like a like a fucking what do you call it? Uh, a propaganda you know, like, film, a, a, like jingoistic thing. Because there's definitely some commentary on like, uh, I mean, like he's aiming at a child at the beginning, right? He's aiming at a fucking kid with a sniper rifle, and then it immediately cuts to him as a child aiming at like a deer. Yeah. And initially I read that as like, Oh god, they're equating this child with this deer. deer. But then but then thinking about it, I'm like you know, possibly he's commenting on how that's ingrained and He learned to shoot like hunting at a young age. This kid's learning to shoot at a young age, it just happens to be a different prey. Yeah. And then also sort of dehumanizing the thing that's on the other end of the scope. Yeah. Yeah, which the so, military insists yeah. Right. I don't oh, know. Maybe I'll maybe I'll check it out. Ways. I do I do love me some Bradley Coops. B Coop. Yeah. B Coop. A star is born. <laughs> yep, can't wait. Can't wait for fucking drunk I, people. I just want to get another look at you. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking it's just like sweaty down. Sweaty, bloated face, red. Wonder if he's method acting by just getting shit faced. He on used something. to be an alcoholic. Oh i bet, dude. Um there was um well, you, you this, still are. Once an alcoholic, always an alcoholic. This People's actress I knew, she used to take, like, classes with him before, like, he got big. Oh, yeah? And, like, he would, like, ha- he would, like, go from, like, class to then, like, AA. Damn. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe he was, like, fuck it, I'm gonna get off the wagon for this one movie. Hey, I thought it was supposed to be Alcoholics Anonymous. He just blew up his spot, pal. Yeah, who the fuck am I? Oh, man. He could deny it, and I'd be, like, all right, that's all something I heard. Yeah. Hearsay, hearsay, rumors, Hearsay. Um, shout out to Ben Affleck. Yeah, dude, the G- god in, in the a, help in, you need, brother. In fucking in rehab. God, Affleck, just sweaty, disheveled, eating Jack in the Box in the back of his car. I wonder what he got. I'd really like to know, like, what his order was. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. I've never been to Jack in the Box. So I don't know. They what got they, like what everything. They, yeah. they have tater tots. Yeah, pretty sure. I could see Affleck being a tater tot man. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, Give me a burger and some tots. I'm fucking trash, Jen. Just get me the fucking rehab. Call Casey. Call Casey. <laughs> Can you imagine? Like, he's, Casey's got all these like drunk voicemails from Ben. <laughs> ben, you called me in this one. You were just doing the Batman voice the whole time. Screaming about Martha. Screaming about Martha? What the fuck, man? Yep. Jen Garner. Jen. Why are you saying that name? Give me a rehab. <laughs> Yeah, good uh, times. Who was your favorite character in this uh, Friday Night Lights? Who who did you who did you who did you relate to the most? It's a tough one, but uh, I don't I don't know about relate to the most, but the one I enjoyed the story of the most, I think, was was Riggins. Two point oh, Billingsley and his dad, Tron boy Headland. I do, I do like that scene where uh, his dad's drunk as shit in the back seat, as per usual. Yeah. And he's like talking to him. and He's like, my father used to. Tear up a bullwhip and tie it into 13 13 knots and whip my tummy until I felt sick. And that's how I feel when I watch you play football. Sick to my stomach. And then he kicks out the windows and throws his ring out and Billingsley pulls over and he's screaming. He's like, what the hell is wrong with you? I think he just told you. Yeah, he just told you. His father used to beat him with a bullwhip. whip (laughs) whip until he felt sick to the stomach. (laughs) Uh, that's a that's I, a bad he, fucking he, job. he pretty much laid the trauma out on the table like for garrett you, Hedlund thought he had it bad he right. never actually laid hands on him that's he duct taped his hands to a football yeah because he kept dropping the football and then right. he punched the shit out of the football right yeah He was definitely verbally abusive though oh yeah um, super um, verbally psychologically abusive, abusive. yep I mean, then Garrett then, Hedlund's definitely going to have some issues. Right, and then his apology wasn't much of an apology. Although, it does give him his ring at the end. Yep, he gives him so his, his ring. It's nice, and... nice little thought, I guess. Yeah, it's... I don't know. Uh, he, I don't know. It's like, at the end, they try to make him, like... They try to give him he's, some forgiveness. Yeah, he's still close with his father. and I'm it's like, like, no, that guy sucks. His dad's kind of an abusive piece of shit. I mean, yeah. it, it doesn't, like, excuse his abuse just to say, yeah, my dad beat me with a bullwhip. Yeah. So now I pass it on to you. All right, yeah. You're supposed to break the cycle yeah. like a stained album. I guess it's hard for him. <laughs> I don't know. I like the uh, I like Booby's storyline. Yeah, Booby's got a great his style. last not his last scene, but his big scene always makes me cry when yep. he goes out and you know. When He's I playing to so tough in the right, locker room. Yeah, yeah, Be perfect. Yep. And then he goes out to God LV. He's just like, "What can I do if I can't play ball? Right. What am I supposed to do if I can't play football? I was gonna buy you a house, buy you a car, whatever." So yeah. That's a heartbreaker. It is. Booby Miles has a very sad tale in this. Great performance by Derek. Great performances all around. Honestly, the only one who seems to have a good future ahead of him is Chavez. The kid goes to Harvard. Yeah, dude went to Harvard, but then it said, I think he said he was like criminal law or something. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Chavo, I see you. Dude's just trying to make that money. I see ya, you. Class traitor! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Ivory, I think... He, well, he played D1 ball, right? It yeah. he's the only senior who played D1 ball. Yeah, but he only, like, what? He played and then, like, didn't get drafted, so he came back right. and he was, like, a surveyor or some yeah, shit. Yeah, they all got, like, weird little jobs. Where it was just Weird like, Texas jobs. Yeah, realtors and shit like that. Yeah. Um, Chavez, the only one with, like, a high-paying, like, probably making six figures. Oh, yeah, he'd probably make it bank, dude. He did well for himself. Yep. Let's peruse the INDB. So which video. one was your favorite? Oh, my favorite... I like booby yeah booby I'm a big fan I like a good tragic arc like that I mean plus his name's booby booby fucking owns. Sh- short of course for boobert miles <laughs> boobert miles and then you had his uncle uh, what, did, what did I call him early on I don't remember oh uh, booby kilometers <laughs> booby <laughs> kilometers yeah booby miles and booby kilometers. kilometers um <laughs> Billy Bob of course, is no coach tailored nobody is no he's Kyle Chandler but it's sort of a different character than Coach Taylor, because Coach Taylor is like a warm husband and a warm father figure. Yeah, he, he... And Coach Gaines is a little bit, like, dead behind the eyes, I think. Yeah, like, it's... He's he's sort of like a damned if you do, damned if you don't. Well, that's like, what he was saying. He's like, you know, people think that, like, it's so easy to win, but he's like, oh, I think, like, losing and winning are equally hard. Right. Like, because then you're more expected of you, or, Right, like and you, you can hear it from the fans, like, uh... It wasn't his decision to put Booby back in the game. Like, dude couldn't but, find his helmet. Yep. Comer or whatever. Yeah. And then he gets all the shit. It's like, oh. Yep. Put like, oh, back we were again. so ahead. Right. Yeah. And then, like, the ending when he's dropping the name tags in, it's sort of like, just this cycle of life keeps yeah, that going. And then he's pulling out yeah, the new like, names. I can't get too attached to these kids because yep. I got another fucking bucket to empty. Yep. And it just, it does feel a little bit like his soul is being sucked out bit by bit. Because he's, like, he's being forced to suck the souls of these children. Yeah. Like, I mean dude it's uh maybe there's, capitalism is the biggest soul sucker of all. There's a great song used in the uh the season one of the series. I think it's like maybe the first episode or second episode, but uh it's called Devil Town. Yeah. And it's like spot on as to like how these kids are used and just fucking yeah. shit out. Like Yeah. It's a vicious cycle. Yep. And also at one point some guy calls into the radio and says, I'll tell you, I think they're teaching too much at those schools. <laughs> They'd be teaching play Xs and Os. Yes. I'm not talking hugs and kisses. Uh, fuck history, fuck math, <laughs> teach ball. Yeah, show show them how to run a slant route proper. Um, here's some trivia for you. Roy Williams, former wide receiver for the Cowboys, has a cameo as an assistant coach to Odessa's rival team. Oh, okay. Wow, he played for Perry Permian in high school. No shit. Oh, I did want to say I think there's an interesting possibly more interesting movie to be made with the Carter school like the all black school Yeah. Like they we, they fucking ruled. Right. Who doesn't want to see like an all black team fighting bigotry in 1988 Texas yeah. to go on and win the state championship? I mean, you get a toned down version of it right. in the later seasons of Friday Night Lights yeah, with, with East, East Dillon, Dylan, yeah. And uh you got a you got a cool uh you got a cool coach who eats lollipops? Yeah, he does. He's <laughs> <laughs> like a black Kojak. Yeah, dude, he was. How many lollipops do you think he he went through? He goes through through in a season. He he must be a cigarette smoker, and he's got to eat his lollipops on the side. Yeah, and then he's going out and just chain smoking on the bus. These guys were nasty boys, dude. They were poking people in the eyes. Yep. Or no, that was the other game. Booby got thrown down. They were poking him in the eyes. Yeah, poking his eyeballs. Kicked a helmet into Winchell's head, made him bleed. (laughs) He was bleeding everywhere. I'd like to note that in the first game, Booby Miles scores like six touchdowns. Yeah. He takes a pitch to the outside and then he immediately cuts back to the weak side and goes all the way around all the players and runs it like ninety yards yep. for a touchdown. It was like forty seven to seven or some shit. Yeah, like the human joystick. <laughs> uh the real Booby Miles can be seen standing next to Derek Luke several times throughout the film. Okay. Real Booby. Derek Luke was thirty years old. <laughs> yeah. Neither Derek Luke nor Lee Thompson Young ever played organized football before acting in this film. Oh, yeah, Lee Thompson Young was Comer, okay, the famous Jed yeah. Jackson, and this guy killed himself. Yep. Very sad. Shot himself in the head. Right, during shooting Rizzoli and Isles. I mean, if my career came down to Rizzoli, no, I can't even make that joke. <laughs> God. Uh, what was weird to me was Amber Heard was possibly 17 when this was shooting, at most, like, fresh 18, and she's just getting naked. Yeah, yeah. Didn't they made I made her come in into the audition room, into the green room, and show me them titties. Peter Berg said, "Hey, honey, I want to make it in this town." The guy who wrote the book and Peter Berg are cousins, apparently. Oh no, uh, shit! Kissing cousins, kissing cousins, <laughs> Bissing cousins. Mm. Um, Alan Pekula Pekula the Pakula, the guy who did uh, all the President's Men and cool Guy and uh, Parallax View was originally to direct this film before his death. Damn, he died in like the early '90s. He had a freaky death too. What happened? He was like driving through a tunnel, and a fucking pipe shot through his window. Oh my god, killed him. Jesus. Garrett Hedlund gained about an additional twenty pounds for this movie, on top of the thirty pounds that he had gained for Troy. Oh yeah, he's in Troy. Damn, dude, he ain't fifty pounds. That's a big boy, pure muscle. The real life chavo did go to Harvard and got a law degree, but then he moved back to Odessa and started wait, started going to Permian football games with one of his old teammates, longing for his old glory days in the field. One day, angered by a historic Permian loss in a heated rivalry game, Chavez rounded up a posse, broke into a house party, and started brawling with the attendants. His motivation, his girlfriend's ex-husband, was at the party and had been fighting with her over the phone while Chavez was trying to watch the game. Chavez was eventually forced to plead guilty to burglary with intent to commit assault and had to settle lawsuits with the victims. Well, Although, at least oh, he was a lawyer. Although he avoided jail time, he did have his law license invalidated by the Texas State Bar. Oh my God! Wow. Man, you can take the boy out of Odessa, but you can't take the Odessa out of the boy. (laughs) Uh, Connie Britton and Brad Leland played similar characters on Friday Night Lights, the TV show. Yeah, Yeah, except Connie Britton actually got lines. Oh, I just remembered a scene I liked. You mentioned it earlier when uh, Lucas Black and the coach and Coach Gaines are in the car. Yeah. And he goes, It feels like there's a cloud over my head. Like, there's a witch or a demon chasing me. <laughs> I just wanted to keep doing metaphors with, like, monsters. Yeah, you ever feel, Coach, you ever feel you wake up and feel like there's a mummy right around the corner? You know, sometimes I wake up and I see the full moon shining through my window <laughs> and I think there's a werewolf outside. There just, there's got to be a werewolf out in that just sweet me. Texan distance, <laughs> howling away. <laughs> Coach, you ever get bit by a skeeter in the hot summer nights and think, God damn, what if that's a vampire bat? <laughs> <laughs> I keep a wooden stake by my bed <laughs> at all times <laughs> one time I almost accidentally staked my loony mother <laughs> came in yeah. talking about bloodsuckers uh, Billy Bob Thornton and Lucas Black appeared together in Sling Blade yeah. and All the Pretty Horses yeah uh, Richard Linkletter was attached to direct before Peter Berg wow. that would have been interesting yeah I fucks with uh, the link yeah um uh, in reality, the 1988 Permian School Panthers lost to Dallas Carter in the state semifinals. Yeah. Oh. Carter did go on to win the states, but was later forced to forfeit its entire season when it was discovered that an academically ineligible player had been allowed to play after his grades were changed. Oh, shit. Oh. They were cheating. Cheating the system. Cooking fucking the books, cheaters. dude. See? Give me a movie about Carter High School. Yeah, that sounds interesting. It's kind of like when the fucking Little League teams have, like, 15-year-old kids <laughs> pitching for them. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, in the movie, Booby Miles gets injured in a season game against Midland High. And in real life, Miles was injured in a preseason scrimmage. Okay, whatever. Damn, that sucks. Yeah. Didn't that's even get always, the yeah, That's always step a on the field. Yeah, you didn't get a six-touchdown game. Yeah. <laughs> a hero game. Uh, I did want to note one little piece of trivia that wasn't mentioned in there. The following year, when Coach Gaines led the uh, team to an undefeated season in state championships, the quarterback was a one stony case who would go on to be a backup for the Baltimore Ravens in 1999. No shit. Yeah. Hey, fun little trivia. Yeah. Uh chance Powers Booth have been in this movie and I think yeah, immediately. Absolutely. Yes. absolutely. There's Texas like there's, school year, like, there's no. many characters. Yeah. He could have been Billy Bob Thornton's character, he yeah. could have been Buddy Garrity's character, but the best would have he, been Dad Billy. Yes. That's exactly. Absolutely. Yes. Dude. Trunk ass Powers Booth like, kicking out windows yep. with his gator boots. Don't get me wrong, Tim McGraw turned in a solid performance, yeah, fine performance. But goddamn, if that had been Powers Booth, fucking <sighs> can you imagine idiot. the gravitas? Oh wow! Oh, that would have been phenomenal. Who's the hottest person in this movie? I'm gonna go Connie Britton. Connie Britton. Something yeah. about her poofy '80s oh, hair, I like that, like feathered uh, '80s look. She was just yeah, she was looking good, man. Yeah. And like we said, not much to do. Talking about making you go build an igloo with her, wouldn't you? I would. I would one hundred percent be like, yeah, let's yeah. get the fuck out of Texas. We're going to Alaska. We're build igloos. There's some good looking people in this. Yeah, it's honestly a very stacked, attractive cast. Um, Garrett Hedlund, when he's skinnier, he looks better. Yeah, well, as they said, he gained fifty pounds, but he was still like in he, good no, shape, good looking guy. But uh, I gotta go with like inside Lou Davis, Garrett Hedlund. Oh you know, yeah, he's looking good in that. Uh, kind of got like a James Dean thing going on. As yeah. Well. Got the cool hair. Um, Jay Hernandez, good looking guy. He was in uh, the Bad Moms. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. He was. Yeah, um, and Lucas Black. Yeah, Honestly, looking looking pretty good. Yeah. Um. But dude, for me, gotta go with Derek Luke. Look at those muscles yep. at the beginning. He was a muscle bound hunk. The man's cut like an Adonis. Seriously, he had the body of like a fucking like thirty year old like because he was. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dude was fucking ripped. This is God-given, yeah. Yeah, as, as 30 years old. If I could have that body, good God. Ooh. I'd be out at the beach strutting my stuff. Hell yeah. Wearing my banana hammock. Yep, got my little speedo on, <laughs> pulled up my ass, <laughs> with my Between my toned glutes. Yep, showing my glutes. My gluteus maximus. Uh, Alright, well, I guess the only thing left to do is to rate it out of six Coronas. What do you give it? Uh, honestly, I think I'm going to go with a four. I I really enjoy this movie. I am going to say, out of six Coronas, I'm going to give it five. Okay, yeah, hell yeah! It's a high scoring. I'm a a big fan of this one. It's some about it just hits that sweet spot. Yep, it's it's a nice football movie, and I think I think growing up in a football family, it definitely like because all my uncles played football, like college ball. Oh, okay, I didn't realize they they played college ball. Yeah. My my uncle boss that I work for, he played for Towson and almost okay. went pro. Oh shit. Blew out his knee. Um but yeah, he was getting looked at by a, a couple different teams. That's awesome. Uh, my uncle Steve walked on at Virginia Tech. Nice. And my uncle Greg played for the Shepherd Rams. Okay. And he had I think he had a record there at one point, like most sacks. That's awesome. I don't know if it was, like, single season or career, but he, he played defensive end, I think. And you played a season of, of high school football, didn't you? Like a season and a half, but... Okay. Were you uh, were you playing with Alex? No, Alex was older. So Alex would have been, like, uh, was he a year older or two? I don't He's know, two. I He's my age. Okay, so he would have been, like, varsity when I was a freshman. Gotcha. Well, I mean, the school really didn't have much to pick from for varsity or yeah. JV, like... Well, they didn't pick me. I, we let a girl on the goddamn yeah, team. Yeah, that's right. Um, uh, my glory days were uh, younger, like uh, pony, pony ball. That's when I was quarterback. I was QB one. Bow. I won an. They Bow. gave me an award. Bow. They gave me a damn Bow. award. MVP award. award. Was that when you were QBing? I was QB one. Hell yeah! Out there running touchdowns. I ran. I had two touchdown runs in my goddamn two my rushing best TDs. Wow, yeah. I don't think I ever threw a touchdown. I might have thrown one. You were like, fuck it, I'm the uh, star. Yeah, you know what, I did throw one against Gamber, what was it Gamber Woods or whatever the fuck they're called? Okay. Yeah, fucking Gamber. Other than that, you were just like, nah, I'm the star, well, we this went, is my show. We went up to Gamber and were watching the game and they started playing Lee Greenwood, proud to be an American, over the intercom. And the fucking, all the Gamber parents got up and saluted the flag like it was the national anthem. And I said, you know what, I gotta ball out on these motherfuckers. Fuck yeah, show you some real patriotism. The only thing I remember about that game is there was this one kid and, um uh, the coaches said to him, "He like he was begging the coaches to give him a playboy, <laughs> a playboy." Yeah. And one coach goes to him, "Hey, you know what? You score the game winning touchdown, we'll give you a playboy." And uh, did he get en- it? Well, we ended up winning twenty four to zero. Damn! All right. And, and I was trying to make the case for him. I was like, "Coach, he scored the first touchdown for us. Like, we would have won the game if we never scored the other one. So technically, he scored the game winning touchdown." Yeah. You should give him the playboy. They weren't buying it. Oh, those fuckers! Don't fuckers. writing checks. Their asses it's can't mine, cash. I know, man cost him a playboy and a technicality those fuckers all right next week we got uh varsity blue fuck yeah i'm so you haven't seen it i've never seen it i'm so stoked yeah we'll we'll be coming into it fresh our brains won't be melted from from too much football yeah i've been up at least 12 hours just going just going and flowing i'm gonna go home and uh, i basically have to go to bed i gotta get up and work tomorrow i gotta crash like paul haggis Oh man, Oscar winner! You gonna win that Oscar with I'm your sleep? Coming for that Oscar, Paul Sandy Bullock style. So I wish Sandy Bullock was with me when I slept. Whew, me too. Yeah, I'm gonna go 50 mile, 55 miles per hour into that pussy. Oh, oh goddamn! damn. Talking about speed, yes sir. Cruise control. Yep. Oh, the man. best speed. So varsity Blues. We got more ballers coming up in another minisode. Yep, ballers plenty of in ballers. Minisode. Ballers, ballers, ballers. I don't know when this one's coming out, but uh, it should be out by now. We guessed it on a, a, a Internet Pals podcast called Slezoids. You can yeah. check that out. Uh, we'll be talking about a double feature of Southern Comfort and Predator. It's called the podcast is Slezoids. Slezoids. All right. Interesting name. Yeah, I didn't even I even sign up for this. You were just like, "All right, we're we're gonna guess on yeah, this." Well, I was like, "Okay." Well, he asked me, and then I was like, "Well, I, I'm I'm gonna be over at my pal's house recording anyway. Why don't we Why don't we just get him in on the gig? Package deal. The PodFast hey, boys. boys. The pod fast family, dude. Family stays together. Goddamn right. In the words of Xander Cage, X takes care of its own. That's the truth. <laughs> Ain't that the goddamn They're, truth? No better. No better rules to live by. No better rules, except for. Clear, clear eyes, eyes full, full hearts, heart, can't lose. Take that, Billy Bob Thornton. Not with clear eyes and loving your heart. It's yeah, like, you son of a bitch. It's crazy. almost like Peter Berg was writing that right. line, and then when he did the like, show, like, he's like, fuck, I got it. Oh, man, finally. I should have done this five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Fucked up. He should go back and redo it like George Lucas. Edit that yeah. in, yeah.
1: <laughs> it almost
0: plays like a parody now. It's like, he's going to say the line, he's going to say <laughs> the line. And he does not right. um, All right, we're out of here. Salute. Me familia. Woo! you <laughs>